0: This is Lloyd show, this is local that matters to you, local people, local events, local news and sports. For Lloyd Minster and area, this is live with Kurt Price from the new Lloydminster Nissan. Welcome to the New Lloyd, Mr. Nissan, where the tent sale is back. And until the end of the month, that means anything under the tent is at or below cost. And Murano Mania is here as well till the end of the month. And that means you can get into a new Murano saving thousands of dollars plus, again, free oil changes for life. That's free oil changes for as long as you own your vehicle. Well, today is Burgers to Beat MS at and w $2 from every teen burger sold goes to support uh, Canadians living with MS. And if you'd like to round up your bill, that will also help out. The MS Society of Canada. And again, that's all day today at each and every AW location, all 27 of them here in Lloydminster. <clears throat> Kid Scotty Curling Club will be hosting their fifth annual Steak and Shrimp Fry featuring entertainment by Jess Moskaluk on August the 26th. We had a great chat on two, uh, yesterday, I guess it was, with uh, Pam Beacott and Dustin Newman. The evening features Jess Moskaluk, but it also features horse races, a fantastic dinner, and a live and silent auction. And uh, they're going to be auctioning off some fantastic pies as well. All proceeds and donations go directly to construction of a new curling rink in Sk- Kid Scotty. curling rink that they are looking at opening up or at least having uh, started within the next couple of years here. And it's Wagon Week in Lloydminster with the CPCA Finals in town to wrap up their season. Then, of course, at Halstead Down, the Lloydminster Exhibition. Races go again tonight at 6.30. They go nightly with the finals on Sunday afternoon at 2. Other entertainment includes the Dirt Rich Band, who will take the stage tonight in the Beer Gardens, and the reclos who will be performing at the Yellowhead General Contracting Chuck Wagon Cabaret on Saturday night. And we are lucky enough to be joined by two... Of the CPCA's top drivers, brothers Ryan and Todd Baptiste, are here today to talk about the 2021 chuck wagon season and as they see it. And uh, they come from around my neck of the woods, which is, uh, and we're going to settle this because I always hear people say can-do or can-do. And when I was a kid, we called it can-do. Is it can-do or can-do, boys? That's
1: the way we say
2: it, can-do.
0: Can-do. That's, finally.
2: Depends how they say it in Landis, so. Can-do.
0: <laughs> why, why, why Landis?
2: Oh, just say.
0: <laughs> hey,
2: you played hockey for the Landis Buckaroos with me. You bet.
0: Yeah. Do you remember any of that?
2: Do you remember, like. I'm pretty sure you were taping my sticks at that time, but uh, it was pretty faint.
0: <laughs> we had, uh. We had, like, the ugliest jerseys in the world. Like, they were, uh, they were white with purple trim. Do you yeah, remember?
2: We had a good team, too, so.
0: We did have a good team. We won yeah. the North Battleford uh, mm-hmm. Championship that year. Yeah, we had a pretty good, uh, I think my dad was a coach. Yeah, Yeah, right. my, my dad was coach that year. But you guys have gone to Chuck Wagon Racing. Let's start there with what got you into Chuck Wagon Racing because it's not like when we were playing hockey together. We talked a lot of chuckwagon racing when we were a kid, Todd. Yeah, so al-
2: it's always been uh, a family-oriented, uh, I guess, uh, sport for the Baptiste family, starting with uh, Edgar and my dad, Mike, and when they started back, I believe his rookie year was 77. So, you know, we're, we're just continuing on the family tradition, second generation, that would be Ryan would be third, so... It's always been part of our life. And, I mean, uh, with a horse family that we've grown up with, our families like that back home in the community of Red Pheasant, uh, that was part of our lives for a lot of us as kids and, you know, just being around horses and and riding them every day sort of thing. And, you know, so it was pretty easy for us to transition into racing and, you know, being part of, uh, you know, chuck wagon families as we speak, you know, each and every summer. So it's been pretty good.
0: Ryan, you took a little time off from wagon racing, but you were always around the barns. What got you back into the wagon?
1: <laughs> I didn't I didn't really wanna take time off. It was more of a building process. You know, uh, if it was my first couple of years I would have been fine just just racing, you know, but you get at it and you know, you wanna be where you're sitting right now. You know, you think about it lots and it's so I mean it, we built up the barn a bit and but I never left. I mean, it, it's, you can drive all the horses you want in the morning, you know, exercise, you know, be there, but unless you're racing, it's, it's tough to fill. You know, i done a little bit of rodeoing, and it wasn't, uh, I couldn't fill that hole.
0: <laughs> when we talk about, like, chuck wagon families and going down the road together, well, here you guys are, you're two of the top drivers in the CPCA. How much competition is there?
2: Well, it's between always, the two of you? It's always competitive. I mean, like, uh, I think we've said it in our interviews in the past, you know, it's you know it's always been competitive, no matter if it's uh, family or not. Um, you know, when you go to the track, it's uh, everyone seems to always, you know, take care of their own on the track and make sure you're doing the right things and that sort of stuff. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, we still have to be uh, family, so yeah, we might share a few
1: other things after that.
0: That's what the way you feel too, Ryan? Or are there nightly bets?
1: Oh, no, I don't, don't bet. I mean, it, I want to... Obviously, you know, Todd's your reigning champ, so I want to be in front of him. But, like I say, it's... You, we, you take every every race, you know, to, to try and make it the same. But, I mean, if... I want to win. You know, Todd wants to win. But, I mean, in the end, you know, like you said, we're still family. So, we can... Uh, we can, you know, harass each other after the season's over.
0: You mentioned he's the reigning champion. How did you feel when he when he won? Did you feel like oh, just great. like you would won?
1: It, it's it's you know that's the way I look at it. You know, it, when he wins, we win. You know, whether we have a big crew back there, or we have a big family. So I mean, it's just it's just not when he won, everybody won. You know, all the work we put in. You know, we supported him. You know, always support him. You know, and, and same deal with with myself. We have a lot of a lot of support there people show up i mean it's it's a family deal you know it makes you want to do better gives you a lot of confidence so i mean it's great
0: you talked about building up those barns how do you build up those those barns how much work in the off season especially this past year how tough was it not knowing when or even if there was going to be a season
2: well for the most part when you're looking at building barn depth uh obviously you you go shopping just like any other sport uh, um, go to the racetracks and you know try and purchase some horses that will fit into you know our program into the Chuck wagon racing seasons and so forth so uh, that's the first step in doing it and then for the most part uh, any new horses as we say new horses coming from the racetrack to the chuck wagon uh, racing system that uh, it takes about three years for them to really mature into the the Chuck wagon you know racing format kind of thing right so Some of them you might get lucky, Uh, you know, one out of 50 might just be a superstar, you know, and those are the horses that are far and few between, but uh, those are definitely the ones you want to be able to find. And, uh, you know, the normal or, you know, the average other horse that we will purchase, you know, will take up to three years. So, you know, you have to always be, you know, in my mind, I'm always thinking on, you know, next year. Or you know next weekend, or you know one step ahead of the game. Otherwise, you know you're you're always going to be behind. So uh, each and every year, I always feel like you know we have to bring one or two new ones into the into the game and uh, get them going, and you know hopefully by next year, you know they'll be showing some promise and so forth. But uh, it's always a continuous um, um, addition. You know, having to bring in horses and and looking for new prospects or Even, you know, there might be a case where uh, one guy might be retiring or whatever have you, so, you know, you might have to spend a few more bucks to, you know, get a more experienced horse to put into your system, so it's always a, uh, you know, it's always a big game. Um, You know, some horses work better than others for other people, so, and it works the same way with us, but uh, at the end of the day, as long as we can have some depth into our barn, which is huge, because... You know when you're running the five-day shows uh, with our equine fitness to compete programs with the CPCA they're not allowed to run uh, so many days consecutively without having the days off so you know that's a big part to being successful itself because if your horses aren't ready and fresh well it shows up at the racetrack so with the competition today as we see it uh, the top six are within 30 points and I mean that's that's pretty tight and in the years prior. I mean, anybody in the top 12 can be in the day money within a second apart, so it's one one-hundredth of a second of a game to be able to win or lose, so it's it's huge how important your your depth is in your barn.
0: How hectic has this season been? It feels like it, it's been a hectic season, like one, one race after the other, not too many days off for you guys this racing season. Has it seemed a little more hectic this year for you guys?
1: I don't it's been it's been the same to me i mean it i don't look at it like uh being hectic you know it's always kind of you know stressful back there and not so much stressful but i mean the workload so i mean you expect it try prepare for it i mean it if it was easy you know everyone would be doing it so i mean it that's the way i kind of look at it so i mean it horses you know you take that you take that into consideration when anytime you're you want to do good with anything it's not going to be easy so i mean your maintenance and you know the well-being of the horses is the biggest deal you know covid has been pretty bad so it's you try not think about it too much just carry on with the way things are going and keep your circle small i think
2: uh, i'll comment a little bit on that too uh kurt uh with the hectic part of it uh since 2019, you know, it was our regular season that we actually had, and last year with the mishap with the COVID uh, coming through and you know not having a season, you know there there has been a lot of stress involved with with our wagon families, with our horses, etc., not having them to be able to race, and the horses felt it too. Um, last year we we ended up uh, running in some fun runs over the weekends. It was a six-weekend kind of fun run season. It wasn't the normal season that we normally have, but at the same time, it gave us opportunity to, you know, break our new horses and get them into the system. So that was huge for us to be able to have that last year, not not having a season to be able to run at. But with 2021 and this season here, um, I think our number of days are just about as, as par as any other season, including the NECC that we raced in in July. So um, as far as being hectic, it's a regular season you know with you know every weekend you're going to be racing Um, the finals came a lot quicker than than we normally expected it seems days just fly by so I mean uh, it's a routine Um, every each and every day you're up and you're taking care of the animals as much as best as you can right till midnight most days and you know traveling in between we haven't been traveling that far this year you know I think our hub's been Lloydminster within two hours we've Mm -hmm. been pretty close to shows so uh, the the traveling aspect hasn't been too stressful on us or the horses, so that was good. But uh, it, it's just been a normal, normal race season as far as I could tell.
0: Todd, you're the reigning uh, CPCA champion, and you came so close to winning the Rangeland Derby in 2019 as well, being right there in second spot. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've had some CPCA drivers been very critical of the Calgary Stampede, and things are going. And way things are going but I'm interested in your take on where you see the chuck wagon sport going
2: well my take to it Kurt um, you know I, I feel uh, the stampede has made its own um, I guess its own path you know in terms of chuck wagon racing not being part of it this year and and so forth so at this time you know I have nothing to really comment to what stampede is really going to be about in the years coming forward but I will comment on you know the NACC show that was formatted uh, this past year. It's first annual, so you know that's huge for us. That's huge for the CPCA. That's huge for the sport as well as all the young uh, drivers coming up. It gives everybody the incentive to be able to keep on going, and um, you know that, that, those are the kind of events that we need. Uh, we need all the communities uh, that have been part of the CPCA to continue on, and I mean the sport itself. Uh, I can't really say whether we you know we're we're in good standings yet because of COVID. Um, but moving forward, you know, we we hope to be able to continue on as best as we can, and and I'm looking to be able to continue on myself as far as we can take the sport, and I do want it to sustain, and uh, I want it to keep growing. And you know, we need all the young guys to keep coming up and being part of this association because uh, you know if we don't stand up for what we do and uh, and what we promote as far as the Western heritage and, and you know the lifestyles it's given us as families, uh, it might be, it might be too late. You know what I mean. So, um, I think it's huge for everybody. And I mean, hats off to all all our communities and the committees that have so hosted the shows for us to be able to be part of. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't have anywhere to run. And I mean, uh, Lloyd is being the hub for the CPCA, and I believe you know, in the future that there will be bigger, better things coming forward, so we, that's just all we can speculate at this time, but uh, you know, we we always try and improve uh, as much as we can as a sport and as competitors to be able to make sure we're going to have that sustainability, so it's going to be you know, it's going to be huge in the next couple of years to be able to see which way we're going to go. Ryan, you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I mean it I can't really say too much about Calgary it's uh You know, it's been the the show you always want to be at in the past, but, I mean, times change, so I was happy with NACC, and, I mean, it's, I'm, you know, more than anything, just happy to be racing.
0: Let's talk about this season, and you are racing now, and you're both having great seasons. So how do you approach... Going into the final four days, well, three days for the aggregate, right? But how do you approach going into the final three days? Is it is it caution, like just just be mistake free, or is it I gotta have that speed?
2: Well, I'll I'll, I'll comment first, I guess, between the two of us here. But uh, you know, for myself, um, I've always targeted, you know, one one part of the season. You know, first part was the NACC halfway through the year. Normally, we would be at Calgary, so, you know, it would be focusing on peaking the horses at that time. Uh, Second part, obviously, is is the finals, which we are at right now. Um, Moving forward to each and every day that we try and race, it's going to be plain and simple. You have to to be clean, you have to be fast, and you just have to make sure everything goes right, and hopefully you have a little bit of lady luck beside you, and, you know, good things will happen because, like, uh, Ryan and the rest of the other four that are trying to chase each and every one of us. Uh, each day counts and, you know, come Saturday night, hopefully both of us are in there. And for you, Ryan?
1: I mean, there's there's not so much caution, it's, uh, you know, we've been, been going at it quite a while now. It's, you know what you have, you know what you ought to do, try not to worry about too much stuff. You know, it's as you start thinking too fast, you start thinking about, you know, everything else that could go wrong. I mean things will happen so you take it the way with with stride and just like you said i mean it we're in the same boat you know you want to be there saturday you want to be you know there's everything you you want to be number one i mean but anything can happen it's uh take it day by day so i mean it i'm pretty happy with it
0: how when you guys are talking about strategy do you talk to each other about strategy or is it kind of like, no, I got to keep that to myself kind of thing because he's right there next to me?
2: Well, I like to be able to make sure that, uh, well, I guess we'll rewind it right back to the spring. You know, my my goal was to make sure that uh, we would be able to put both wagons in the final four. And, uh, you know, we were, we're just about there, but we're not there yet. But as far as strategy, um, I'm always trying to make sure that, you know, whether it's uh, myself or Ryan that you know we're going to have some points and we're going to make some points when we have the barrels that we need to be able to take advantage of because of the competition again as we speak um, you need the you need the good barrels I mean you need the inside barrels you need the rail you need to be in first uh, not in first but in, in the front because I mean for anybody else to, to win they got to go past you that's the name of the game so um, it's important that, you know, either, you know, if it's Ryan's going to go out there and, you know, when we talk strategy, you know, we're always trying to communicate and which horses are going to go, which ones are going to sit, which ones are going to go the next day sort of thing. You know, we're we're mending up the ones that are sore, trying to bring ones that have been sore over the summer. So it's, it's juggling. I mean, you juggle each and every day, and each day is important for us to be able to move forward and make sure that we're doing the right things on the track
0: when you're when you're racing this is something i've always wondered about it always looks to me like when you come around that that fourth turn and you're coming up if you're in the lead are you thinking like get there as fast as i can because sometimes it almost looks like you're well i can let up a little bit i don't have to yell at these guys i don't have to to snap these guys as much as I have. I, I just want to come in make sure I'm clean or or what what's going through your mind as you come around if you're in the lead. Um and you know you're in the lead
2: or do you know you're in the lead? How often are you? I'm myself, you know, I I just try and focus on, you know, what's in front of me and obviously it's my horses that are in front of me. Um track conditions play a big part of, you know, where you're going to run on the track and how you're going to be able to stage your your race. And you know, it, you're not always looking behind. If I'm looking behind, it's just to check and see which, where these guys are sitting behind me if I am in front because, you know, you don't want to be interfering with anybody either. So it's you've got to always throw a little caution into the wind where you're going to pick your lane. you got to stick in your lane, coming down the lane, and that sort of stuff. But for the most part, uh, you know, if we can run a good race and, and, and if we can win a good race and, you know, all the horses are coming back sound, uh, that's the biggest part for me because, I mean, there's always tomorrow, and I mean, once you're done with your first race, and if you are successful, great. If not, well, it's back to the drawing board again, and you know that's where your luck has to kind of come in play. So, um, as far as being in front, I mean, everybody has their own time and their own place. So, you know, if if we're able to be part of that, then you know, great. But if not, well, we try and think about, you know, when we go back to talking about strategies, you know who's gonna be inside and how are you're gonna stage your race you know those kind of things but you, you can be playing too much um, I guess mind games with yourself because I mean it, it's kind of doesn't work that way sometimes so
0: how much how much of a crowd can you hear like when you're coming down and you're either you're catching somebody or somebody's catching you that crowd will be it can be loud especially in Lloydminster how much can, can you even hear the crowd or is it just the is everything just focused right out?
1: I kind of tune them out. I mean, I like to watch the horses and what they're doing. You know, their ears are forward. If, who's striding out? I mean, it's like you said, you try to pay attention to your racer in. I mean, it's nice to, you know, the Lloyd Minister gets loud, but it goes back to, you know, making sure of what you're aware of because, I mean, you get too focused on that stuff. I mean, you never know what's happening behind you. It's just try to be safe run i mean the, it's like you say it's tough when you cross that finish line to not really hear the crowd but by then the race is kind of over so you can kind of open up a bit relax it yeah
2: a i bit could off. comment a bit there too kurt it's it's kind of uh funny to be able to say this but uh, if more than anything the horses feed off of that and when there's a crowd out there uh, you can do all the right things in spring and think you have the best team and when you come to race day and those horses hear a crowd or see more people it's a whole different story it and, is eh? and they pick it up on that and you know they put their ears back and their their heads forward and they're gonna run
0: so you know right away the oh, yeah. difference
2: from a practice
0: run those horses look different the they know it's go, different it's, proud, it's a
2: pretty proud animal so it's they a big it atmosphere i mean there's, when there's a lot of energy on the field uh everything hypes up you know 50 percent, right so you know your horses will feed off of energy that's on that field right so i mean when you hear crowds uh those horses are are pinned back they're they're wanting to win i mean it's in their passion it's in their blood to be able to be you know competitive and as far as ourselves like you know. We don't necessarily, if anybody's focusing on the crowd, then they're obviously not focusing on what they're supposed to be doing. So that goes with anything. I mean, you could be a hockey player, and if you're looking at the stands, well, you know, you're not yeah. focusing on what you're supposed to be doing. So it plays the same part to chuck wagon racing.
0: And When you come out of the infield, do you know if you've hit a barrel? Do you know if your outrider is having trouble? Or do you find you get to the end and you're like, oh, my outrider didn't even, know, didn't even get on? Sometimes Do you know
2: what's happening? Sometimes, like, I'll shoulder check if I think I'm really close or if I, you know, kind of skinned it or whatever have you, right? But uh, for the most part, once you leave the infield and you're moving forward into the first corner, there's no time to be looking anywhere else but in front of you because of the fact that whether you're running the rail or whether you're running two or three wide, there's other competitors that are beside you. So it's so important to be able to make sure that you're in lane or that's where you start strategizing whether or not you're gonna go for the engine or else you're gonna kind of fall back and come in from behind at the at the lane so it's important to be able to stay what's in front of you I mean that's the biggest thing with it so as far as the outriders like uh, for most parts and I even tell this to my outriders story stories that you know Either you're there or you're not there because I'm not gonna look back for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the same way. I don't. I don't waste time with it. If I know I'm close, you know, I might look back. But if I hit the barrel, I hit the barrel. I mean, it, it is what it is. Once you hit the track, it's like Todd said. There's too much happening. I, I rely on mud riders quite a bit. Do your job, and if you're there, you're there. There's. It's you know. It's hundredth of a second. You know, could could throw you out of you know first or whatever. So there's no point looking back I mean it I'll look back for the other way see if anybody's you know tight or close or anything but in the infield I'll do my job they do their job and that's as far as that goes
0: so outriders have a have a really tough job you know that right so like if something happens to an outrider they can't get on something happens and it costs you a race how how frustrating is that and how do you handle with that outrider
2: i think you just got to put that stuff behind you i mean uh, you can you know There's try no and
0: whipping them like no degrading them or anything no
2: i mean i i try and coach my guys as best as i ago. can
0: <laughs> 20 years ago there was
2: <laughs> and just tell them you know regroup uh, get ready for the next race and you know make sure we're doing the right thing
1: confidence is a big deal so i mean if things happen I mean, it's the same way when you're driving. That sometimes the horses don't want to work, and or they get excited. Like you say, you see that big crowd, and and they're a bit different, you know. So, but with outriders, if if you know they have mishap or whatever it is, you got to try and keep them boosted because I mean, every race, if you if there's a penalty, you got to put it behind you. You can't dwell on it. You can't do anything. then I mean, we don't have very many outriders anyway, so it's you know yeah. you got to keep their spirits up keep them wanting to do good and i mean things have been going good for them so hopefully they carry on
0: and lastly about uh, your sponsors i mean todd we see your sponsor in the wagon with you ahead of the race yeah so obviously you know these sponsors become part of the family as well
2: oh yeah part I mean, of the team i can speak for every driver in the back there i mean without our sponsors uh, it'd be pretty tough for us to continue on or even go down the road I mean, without the support of our sponsors each and every season, you know, that's what makes and breaks, you know, what you're able to finance or, you know, be able to spend on a race season, right? So, um, my sponsor's have been very huge with me. I think we've been connected probably for, you know, six or seven years. So, Royal Field, uh, Harry Martin and his group have been absolutely the best for me uh, moving forward and, you know, we've been there pretty much every year. So... I couldn't be more thankful than anything to have those kind of people with me. And, you know, I have a couple of other guys that, you know, contribute to uh, to our team as well. You know, all these trading posts, uh, Whitewood, uh, uh, Winston Bear and them down there have been really supportive as well. So, you know, it, it goes a long ways. Uh, you know, we want to be able to involve them with what we do, make them feel comfortable and, and you know, have them. You know be part of the wagon or or even in the wagon i mean not everybody wants to get in there yeah. but um harry for example he's been on the sidelines for every year till this year and you know i can't keep him out now so you know that's great and that's what i wanted you know for him to be able to be part of that because uh, it's a it's a team effort and with, without uh without the sponsors you know it'd be impossible how about for you, Ryan?
1: It's it's the same way, Kirk. I mean, sponsors obviously are a huge deal. You know, with us, I mean, the, all the support they give us. You know, they're they're basically family. I mean, even if it's for one weekend, I mean, we're that's that's your bond that you you connect and you're together. Right? You know, everybody that stood behind us has been just great. I mean, we talk about it every weekend. You know, every, some of the smaller sponsors they wanna they wanna be part of it the whole way. But I mean, you know. COVID's been tough on people. But, you know, like Todd said with Harry, you know, we, we, uh, I put a, one of our sponsors in a wagon with us a few times. And I mean, she can't, she wants to do it every day now. As much as she can get around, I mean, she's not really, you know, a cowgirl, I guess you might as well say. But just that feeling, you know, she was worried about it at first and didn't even want to get on the seat. But once she got in the wagon, calmed down, she's like, Man, I love this. You know, and it and it brought them. You know, win or lose, you know they're they're super pumped. They love being here. They love the support, and they I mean it's we're just a big family now, right? So it's, they're and then sponsors. It I, I wouldn't be able to do it without sponsors. It's they're a huge deal when when it comes down to our barn. So I'm pretty pretty excited about the the bond that we're making.
0: I wanna thank you both for joining us here this morning and wish you the best of luck. Uh, for the remaining three days and then of course the uh, the final, the, the, the big race as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Who are you cheering for? Well,
0: wow, I played <laughs> hockey I played hockey with Todd. <laughs> No, I, I don't have a favorite. No, <laughs> Although Nissan does sponsor Wayne Knight, so I, I, I guess I better be careful of what I say <laughs> as well. So, uh, And not only that, but we're proud to sponsor Nissan, sponsoring the aggregate uh, championship this year t- with a truck too. Mm-hmm. So you guys could be driving a, you, you know, win two. You, one of you guys could win both trucks this year. How awesome is that?
2: That's days ahead yet. Sir, <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs>
0: you guys don't look back. We learned that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both. Best of luck.
2: Thank you again. Appreciate
0: it. We'll be right back with Greg Bucky Buchanan to talk more about what was the 2021 CPCA season. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder smoker. Complete the grilling experience with Canadian made award winning line of House EQ barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today.
3: Hello. 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 Spiros.
0: steel in Lloydminster minster is the key supplier and largest indoor inventory of steel between edmonton and saskatoon locally owned pwm steel offers a wide range of services from steel cutting and bending to custom sign and powder coating pwm steel uses aluminum products as well as new and recycled steel key supplier of steel products and services since 1982 visit their website at pwmsteel.com local people local events local advertising to advertise on live with Kurt price call 780-522-9433 or visit forgesmedia.com Welcome back inside the new Lloyd-Mr. Nissan, of course, outside the new Lloyd-Mr. on the tent sale going on right now. And going on right now in Lloyd-Mr., the CPCA, uh, the Denim Ramtoff CPCA Chuck Wagon uh, Finals at the Lloyd-Mr. Exhibition mm-hmm. Grounds. And uh, it has been a hectic season. Buck, I asked Todd and uh, Ryan if it... First of all, thanks for joining me. Thanks for coming in. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, but I asked Todd and Ryan if it's been a hectic season. Uh, their answer was, "It feels like any season you yeah. know in the past." But I've talked to you, too, and you've said it does feel a little more hectic this year.
3: It, it does feel like you've had a lot more race days in a short period of time. And I, and I think the one show that that we haven't really talked about that much, and I don't know if it's with you and Todd and uh, Todd and Ryan, is the North American Chuckwagon Championship for nine days there. So you, you had a lot of drivers that didn't compete at the Calgary Stampede in the past that were competing for, a, you know, which is a marathon, nine days, and then getting back on the trail and, and three days there. and. And really, in about a 21-day span, we race 16 times. So there's a lot of moving parts every night for racing. That there's a lot of stress in the barn, and you know you're asking a lot of the thoroughbred athletes. And uh, and, and and for some, they've come through it, you know, in, in you know great ways. But there's been some struggles. And so it's uh, great to see here, final five days. Nice way to kick off last night. And uh, we'll see what how it all stacks up at the end on Sunday. So a weird uh, circumstance
0: last night where the the train whistle goes off <laughs> and three horses, three sets of horses take off. Yeah. Yes. You feel unfortunate, like you feel oh, like no, so the, bad. But, but what can you do? What happens to that heat?
3: <sighs> Like, is there anything, like... We to... phone CN Rail. I don't know. <laughs> really don't know. Like, it, it doesn't happen too often when we're racing and there's a train right there. And and just as we're about to blow the horn, the train blows its horn. We don't have that happen at any of our races. just bad timing. Just a bad timing, and it, and it sucks to be them. So. Yeah. so, what... Have you
0: noticed a fatigue in some of the races, some of the, the drivers uh, well, from, from the season? Like... Like, has it been, like, because you've said to me that
3: you felt fatigued going down the road. I'm always fatigued. Because you haven't done it for two years, right? I'm always fatigued. Walking up and down the stairs fatigues me. Going to the bathroom fatigues me. There's a long list that fatigues me. Sitting, talking to Kurt for a while fatigues me. Um, But no. Eating that third burger. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Get out get back on focus here. Um, but honestly, it, it's, we've got a studio audience here. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's trying for, and, and it goes back to the North American check, check Wagon Championship. And again, you have a lot of drivers that that never have been part of a marathon like that and then pick up and, and go down the road and continue along in your tour. So it is a challenge for those drivers. Um, and, and I think one thing that comes into play too, you didn't race last year. You didn't race in there's some fun runs here and there, but a lot of these drivers didn't have much on their schedule last year, and then all of a sudden you throw three months of racing, including those nine days and it and it's yeah, it's some challenges and but uh you see more than anything how deep those barns are uh, when you come into a show like this and, and how aggressive they are now here on the track with the leaders and the, and the wheel teams they have. So let's talk about the uh the season that is. There's uh, probably six guys that are
0: right there right now. Um, Just go through, like, Logan Gorst had a really tough weekend last weekend and and couldn't be worse timing considering
3: he's at home. So he goes home, uh, first time home, keep in mind, he won the 2019 Calgary Stampede. So this is his first time home and first time racing on that track when it actually means something. Mm-hmm. He raced before in fun runs and everything like that, but first time he actually raced on the track for points because he went to the WPCA, they don't have a show there. Uh the last time he was there with was with the CPCA. So probably, you know, I think he said twenty fifteen or twenty twelve, you know, it's a long time. So there's a bit of pressure on him there, and he goes there and he KOs a barrel on Friday. You know what? Whatever. You bounce back the next night, but he KOs a barrel on Saturday. So he goes into Metal Lake on top of the driver's standings. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say he was comfortable, but there was a good shot. If he came through that show in pretty good place, he has a good shot at being the aggregate show champion or the aggregate champion uh, for the season, the High Point uh, winner, and driving away with a Nissan truck. Thank you to Jeremy. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, but now he's still there. He's in the top four and he has a shot still at it but yeah last weekend if you take that away from him it could be a whole different story here this week talk about the two guys that were just here ryan and todd baptiste yeah. their season yeah uh ryan uh back in the wagon box after basically managing todd's barn for 2019 and managing that barn is is a big thing and ryan did such a great job for todd it makes todd's job pretty easier in 2019 just get in the wagon box and drive the horses and and ryan did everything else and and now they're together again they're running their barns together ryan's a great driver ryan's a great horseman uh todd is is the same with that too so it's 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 interesting because i I remember interviewing them even their spring training when they're getting ready for the season i said so what would it feel like for both of you to be racing in the same dash on that sunday afternoon for a canadian championship and he goes that's our ultimate goal they're pretty close to having that ultimate goal happening.
0: That was actually kind of neat there, because when, when I talked to him, and they're like, "Well, our goal was to to both yep. be yep. there yep. at the enemy." I mean, that that to me screams family. Here's some here's some other family guys that'll be competing for it: BJ Carey and Jamie Labakin. Mm-hmm. And I think you know the the first half of the season, I don't know if anybody's really focused on Jamie, but he oh. he really showed at the North American Chuckwagon Championships. And all of a sudden, he kind of just like sprung to life, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah. even the weekend before that.
3: The weekend before that, I mean, like kind of build up for yeah. the North American Ch- Chuck Lagan Championship. And then, and then the NACC, he was lights out, and then he was lights out again in Little Pine. Then he was lights out in Poundmaker. Then lights out in Frog Lake, and and he had, he was driving for his brother-in-law B.J. Carey, who was injured in Frog Lake. And through Frog Lake and Palmaker, I believe he had eight consecutive nights of day money wins. Either he was in the wagon box driving his own wagon or he was driving BJ's. The last driver to do something like that was a guy named Ray Mitzwing. And we know what Ray did, yeah. seven Canadian championships. So Jamie, we, we call Jamie a young guy, but he, he's been in this sport forever. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, he has a shot. And, and if anybody can get hot here over the next four days, He's one, and don't be surprised if he's coming off one or two in that championship dash on Sunday.
0: And B.J. Carey, B.J. Carey oh. is, I, I think a lot of people were surprised at B.J. Carey. He was hot right from the start. Yeah. Right? And you said did go through that health issue yeah. there that took him out of the box for a while. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, was it a little bit of a surprise, would you say, that he has showed so well?
3: No, I, you know, BJ's always been, you know, the upper echelon and, and showed at the Calgary Stampede. Sh- has shown it at the CPCA, had some, some pretty good runs, and staying consistent was the thing that BJ had to do, and he did. Uh, unfortunately, last night, take some penalties, take some now 30-plus points at a fourth spot. Uh, 30 is a lot to make up uh, from now until Saturday night. But uh, if anybody can, BJ can. And Danny Ringat's got to make up some. Oh, yeah. Well. Danny, yeah, he's a little bit, you know, you know, not that further back than BJ. But he's sitting fifth. So he's just on the outside of that top four. And Danny has had some solid season. And, and, and he's been kind of building to be an upper echelon chuck wagon driver. And he wins his first day money win in Little Pine. Then he wins a show in Little Pine. And, and the confidence is growing on him. There's a confidence
0: growing in a lot of young wagon drivers, too. Talk about
3: the young guys that yeah. really showed well this year. Kale Loness right now is on top of the rookie drivers um, and kale has had some some nights where it didn't go well for him, but then he bounced back and, and kale is you've had him on here he's such you know a great ambassador for the sport just a, a great personality a, a guy that's all in now uh, buys the Gary gorse outfits and he is all in family everything uh, and this now now a driver slash outrider, but focusing more on the wagon box than the outriding. Another young guy I think of is, and I, I say as young as, you know, you wouldn't
0: be in there with the rookies, but Preston Faithful's had a huge year this yeah. year. And tough yeah. night last night.
3: Yeah, tough yeah. night for Preston last night. But again, you have to have a short memory in chuckwagon racing, and you have to put that behind you, go, get ready for tonight. And and, and Preston, you you seen what he did at the North American Chuckwagon Championship, and I revert back to that. And, you know, me and Wendy Phipps were interviewing him on the CPC Radio Network at the North American Chuckwagon Championship. And we didn't know where he was for a day money. And he didn't know where he was for Day Money. So we're interviewing him. Times are coming in. And it's like all of a sudden they're doing the top five of the night. And there's fifth comes in, and he's not there. And he's fourth, is not there. And I'm looking over at him, and and he's looking at me. And his eyes are getting bigger. Then three's in, and he's not there. Then second is in, and he's not there. And I can see him tearing up. And he said, Day Money win, Preston faithful. And he was shaking. He was tearful. and, And it was to be part of that in that moment for Preston that's pretty cool because he's a passionate guy he's a passionate guy not for chuckwagon racing but he's a passionate guy for life you know in an interview in uh, Metal Lake he said that just find something you love to do and do it and if you can do that that's a tremendous thing in your life so that's you know and, and he dedicated his buckle and his championship buckle in Metal Lake to his dad so that's a, that's a, pretty, that's a pretty cool so are you ready for
0: the for the wagon season to be over yeah uh it's been it, 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 like it's well, been hectic but
3: yeah it, and, and then last year in 2020 when there was nothing and i was sitting in my back deck of my house with a headphone on a headset on calling the races and my neighbors were wondering what the heck is wrong with bucky um and there was nothing going on in the backyard yeah <laughs> I think it was time for Bucky to get out of the house and and I know my wife said if if there's no chuck wagon racing in 2021 you better find a summer hobby so no it's all serious and it's it's great to see the fans great to see the extended family chuck wagon racing and and the fans are so passionate the sponsors are so passionate towards it and we really couldn't be there without all of them so when the chuck wagon season
0: ends it ends technically on the track but for you, you're the vice president of the CPCA. Mm-hmm. If things keep going, there's some question marks going ahead with the North American Chuck Wagner yeah. Championship and what's going on in Calgary. What's the biggest thing that faces the uh, CPCA? What's the biggest challenge
3: that you guys have to address this offseason? Shows would be one. You know, uh, we're hoping to get to Prince Albert. We're hoping to get there this year. Unfortunately, with COVID, couldn't happen. Uh, we're hoping the Wainwright Stampede is back in the fold. They weren't this year. Uh, North Battle for two with, uh, with Battle for Tribal Council. Uh, North American Chuck Wagon Championship, great success in its first year. Need to build off of that and what it's going to look like in July of next year. We don't know. I don't think anybody knows right now. Like you don't know the dates? Well, we, know the, we know the dates. We just don't know how the structure is going to be and how it's going to be. And again, we're, the other association and even some of our drivers in the CPCA are at the mercy of the other show, the Calgary Stampede. And we, we don't know what they're going to do. Uh, how... The, whatever the Stampede does, it could reflect on the North American Chuck Wagon Championship and, and the way we structure so it. So, are you looking at say that the say the the Calgary Stampede went
0: and kind of reversed the role that they're the the pace that they're in now? And they yeah. you have CPCA drivers there. You have four wagons on yeah. the track. You have more regs. Things can kind of get back to the way we know yeah. from the past. Would you say that the the sport could handle? Two of those like a, a oh, ten oh, I, day championship in Calgary and a nine day championship in Lloydminster, say running at different times?
3: We could um and, and is again, that a possibility. Again, there's a lot of what ifs with the Calgary Stampede right now. And and they have a, a new rodeo director, manager out of Houston, Texas now. They just hired him recently. Uh so we'll we'll see how his mindset is on chuck wagon racing not coming from a chuckwagon racing community in houston texas so we'll see how that develops but i i think i can't really speak on behalf of the calgary stampede but everything you hear they really did miss the chuckwagons, and, and it's just not the races on the track but it, it's the sponsorship it's the fans and looking on tv and seeing what they got for attendance for the rodeo i don't think it was that great for the evening show as well which would have been chuckwagon racing so you know on a, on a given night for chuckwagons wagons and the calgary stampede you're looking at it crowds anywhere from fifteen thousand to twenty five thousand, uh, and they de- definitely did not get that this year.
0: So put you on the spot: who's your aggregate champion and who is oh, your you uh, dash winner? Me. You would do, is do that Is it the to same me. person?
3: Wow, that'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't it huh? be like the Price is Right? You win a truck, you win a truck. You yeah. know? um th- I probably revert back to to the one guy that we talked about who ko two barrels of Metal Lake, and he's a business guy. He he just goes to work every day. Is Logan Gorse? And and Logan is just so consistent and so just focused, right? Focused and driven. So I say Logan Gorse will For the win. aggregate champion? Logan and Well, here's go. I'll give it to you two winners. Uh, I'll give you Todd Baptiste for the High Point Champion Award on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, Logan Gorse will win the Canadian championship. And this is a neat story for Logan. The last time he was on the track, as a cpca member was in the championship dash which he lost to his dad there we go so you've
0: been driving that titan around that one of the winners one of the like the aggregate champion for the season is going to take home you've been driving that titan around how much you enjoyed that it was a lot of fun
3: yeah a lot of fun hey by the way whoever wins that truck i left my tim horton's card in there so just make sure you you pass it on well that's not the only thing you left in there (laughs)
0: What the hell did you do to the front seat? There's a big coffee or chocolate stain on the front seat. We, what did you? No, what happened? What no, is that?
3: No, that, that is not coffee stain. What is it? I got a detail. Is it a fudge sickle? Well, when you're driving down the road and you have a fudgical, <laughs> it's difficult. And it was hot out that day, so it was melting, and and you don't want to get both hands on the steering wheel, so. Seriously, what what is that? Like chocolate are we, are, from the Sunday? Paul, are we
0: almost done? <laughs> Paul, are we like, done almost? Our guys came and was like, we can't get it clean. <laughs> like, whoever gets this truck, we might have to replace the front seat. Like, <laughs> what, what, what was it? They just want to know what it was in the back. Fudgeicle.
3: Fudge sickle. <laughs> Who had fudge sickle? Who had the pool? Fudgeicle? No? Cream- oh, I got creamsicle over here. Drumstick over there. I thought it was KFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. KFC? KFC gravy. <laughs> Why do I come on here? I don't know. Why, Why did you... we give
0: you a truck to drive?
3: <laughs> I got That's up... the bigger question. I got like, up this morning. We knew what we were getting into. Oh, got up this morning. Six. There we go. Fudge the winner.
0: <laughs> Buck, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the CBCA season. Thank you, Kurt. Thanks for joining us here from the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, where the tent sale is on now and all front seats have been cleaned and they're sickle free. <laughs>